This week's major spoilers podcast weekend type edition goes out to Michael Lee, Michael Lee, riding through the land. That's a Monty Python reference, but if you don't get it, I laugh at you. Ha ha ha. This one goes out to you. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod- pod- podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you could join us this Hello, weekend. future people! It's the weekend and we are really here and not somewhere oh, else. It's the big, the big holiday weekend. <laughs> Rodrigo was singing Susa. Green Sleeves earlier. Susa music fills the air as rockets red glare burst across the sky. Here's, here's the best thing about the, the 4th of July uh, for for all you uh, foreigners like me, who are uh, who might be interested in it, the best what I think is best about the Fourth of July is how if a song so much as mentions America or Red, White, and Blue or anything like that, <laughs> it gets it gets American. it gets thrown into like big firework celebrations yeah, yeah, yeah. where they sing the music, including all of those like mean scathing songs from yeah. the 60s and 70s like, about how like it fortunate sucked. son like for exactly <laughs> like fortunate song like little pink houses like uh yes um all these born songs in, that are actually born in the usa yeah exactly yeah, yeah. songs that are protest songs against what's going on in the country just they just take the chorus Yep. And they just play it on. So I'm like, did they really just play your fortunate son to f- in the on the fourth yes. of July? And you know why? Because the American dream is taking anything bad that anybody says about you and sticking money in your ears and going and doing whatever you want anyway. Yeah. I guess so. That, it's, my friends. Well, it's people just don't. And listen. That's to be confused yeah, with the European dream, which is riding around on a scooter and going chow. So, Rodrigo, what are you doing this holiday weekend? I am. You know, I'm I'm not entirely sure because usually on the fourth of July, what I do is. I order a pizza. Mm-hmm. I do you order? Let me guess. You order like uh, mozzarella with some extra sauce mm-hmm. and some. I don't know what what would be blue. Some that you could put on some there. blue cheese. Some blue, blue cheese, cheese. Some mozzarella, red red marinara, and blue cheese. No, I, I usually no, just see, Rodrigo's from Mexico, so he has a pizza with extra uh, carbonara sauce. <laughs> yep. One of and, uh, one of uh, my spinach. This was one of my my early moments, really in in the United States, um, when I was I was just starting to to really start talking to people and 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 get a handle on the language. And, and a friend of mine was flipping through, and like one day in the cafeteria, they were gonna serve Mexican pizzas. So he turns to me and he's like, "What's in a Mexican pizza?" And I'm like, "The same thing as an American pizza." <laughs> I want you to know. That I know that it's horrible to laugh when you talk like that, but I cannot not laugh. <laughs> I do it on purpose. And I feel that because you're making fun of yourself, it makes it okay. It is. It is okay it, it, when in, in that in that brief window, it's okay for you to laugh. Um, but anyway, what I usually do on the fourth of July. But if I make that same joke, I'm a bastard. Correct. Um, but I, what I usually do on the fourth of July is I order a pizza or or find some other uh, pre. Uh, pre-made food um close all my windows and blinds and stuff and watch the twilight zone oh, marathon, marathon on the sci-fi channel on the sci-fi <gasps> channel while Ooh, things blow up just... around me and not 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 at all venture outside until probably mid-afternoon on the fifth and even then people are still blowing crap oh, yeah. up oh, yeah. and steven's been through my neighborhood oh it's yeah. like it's like Especially deliverance the up in that talk yes about, talk about proud to be an american oh, yeah. i Those lived, people up the street I lived in that, your neighborhood uh, and you're lucky to not get hit by guns man. yeah exactly no, fire straight into well, the yes, air some people after, might. after the fourth of july there are shell casings there are there are bullet casings on the streets you know <laughs> Yep. And, and I don't think people do it a lot because the cops are going around and going around and going like constantly. Oh, you yeah, will yeah. see a patrol car 
drive through any given neighborhood in my town, you know, four or five times. Wow. Um, it shall remain. Right. But oh, if, you, if you've listened before. to it, we've, we've Bill Cosby's little brother. What are you doing Fourth of July weekend uh, this weekend, well, Matthew? I know tomorrow we're all sitting down to record a marathon of Critical Hit. Critical Hit, Critical Hit, do the things that Criticals Hit. Expletive deleted. Um, I am lucky in that as I have turned 40, my friends have grown up. And the last few years, we have gone to, you know, either to my friend's house or out on his pontoon boat on the lake. This year, we are going to be going over to my neighbor's house. He lives in a cul-de-sac. He bought a house. My former neighbor, I should say. We are going to have a barbecue. We're going to blow up some sploders, as my daughter likes to call them. And then he is going to spend like 250 bucks on this big, like, neighborhood display with giant explosive things and we're going to just set stuff on fire until we, you know, can't breathe anymore. Yeah. Last year he lives, like I said, this little cul-de-sac area was just literally smoke, gun smoke everywhere. It was amazing. It was one of the coolest experiences of my adult life. Just trying to walk down the streets. It felt like Beirut. And I know that shouldn't feel cool. And I know that's probably offensive, but damn, if it wasn't fun. It, it, for us, it depends. I mean, we don't go down the university had, or down at the university for this Wild West Fest. Ooh, I forgot that that's going on, too. Mm-hmm. The boy wants to go down and ride on the Ferris wheel again. Woo! So we're going to have to go do that. Ooh, we can't do that on Sunday. Ferris wheel. I guess we're going to have to do that on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, today. Okay, well, we're going to go to the pool. We're going to go to the Wild West Fest. We usually don't go down to see the big fireworks display because it is just so crowded. Right. And occasionally we can see from our porch, our front porch, we can kind of see them burst off. But in our neighborhood, there are a lot of doctors, and there are some international people that have some excess wealth, I mm-hmm. guess, and they just go to town on fireworks, like the block over or the two blocks over from us. And so we just sit on the front porch, and we just let them shoot off the fireworks, and I bet within yep. an hour, you will see $2,000 worth of fireworks yep. go up, and it's just kind of cool oh, to yeah. do, except for like two years ago or three years ago, <laughs> one of the doctors... <laughs> firework went off and set his tree on fire in front of his house. Nice. So the uh, the police department had to show up. But last year was the first year that we got out fire that we bought fireworks that you know shot up into the air and made explosions. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to do that again this year. We're probably going to double the amount of fireworks that we uh, we bought. And I think we're just going to blow stuff up. I think we're going to have some fun. So hence the reason why we'll I hide through. during the Fourth of July. <laughs> You got to be a little careful. Last year, I, I mean, as a kid, I never shot off fireworks that, you know, went up into the air and exploded because mm-hmm. we lived out in the country and because of the fact that I didn't have money as a kid. Right, right. So it was firecrackers, you know, ladyfingers, uh, snakes, and smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. So last year was the first time I actually shot stuff up into the air and it was pretty cool. Very addicting. I can shot understand. Mm-hmm. I can understand how people can really get a I, I think, rush out of that. I think fireworks have the same deal in the United States that basically alcohol does. Like in the US it's all it's all a lot of do not drink, do not drink, do not ever drink. Drinking's bad for you. Bam, all of a sudden you're old enough to drink, right? Yeah, People yeah, yeah. go crazy in right, college. Right. Same thing with fireworks. You cannot touch this. You cannot touch this. This is dangerous. You're too young. You can't touch this. You can't have this. This is dangerous. Yeah. Bam, all of a sudden you can buy them. People go nuts. They lose yeah. fingers. Property damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah. year's going to be a little weird because First, we have the the sidekick in the house. And the first year that the boy was born, or actually the first two years, we just kept him inside because, you know, it's his bedtime, he's trying to sleep, and mm-hmm. you're right, there is a military display going on all around you, because now we have people on a block over from us. I mean, basically, I we're surrounded by people blowing stuff I up. I remember when all this was a call a wheat, center. used to be a wheat field. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's going to be rather difficult to try to launch loud fireworks when you Bourbon. have a two-month-old Bourbon. Put them right and uh <laughs> and you got a four-year-old who wants to blow stuff up so that'll be interesting what were you saying about bruce, bruce otter and i in college used to go in and well it, for one thing starting from the age of 10 i i lived on like on the outskirts of town so i lived five minutes from the fireworks stand. starting from the age of 10 i had no eyebrows in the month of july and august it was mm-hmm. the law but Bruce Otter and I actually, one year we were out at Fort Hayes in the university. And, you know, you can't, you could not shoot off fireworks in Ellis County at the time. Right, it was right, illegal. Right. Yeah. Because well, it's we, just we so sort dry. Of had some. 
you'd you'd burn the, yeah we the sort of had something and we were sort ground. of driving down dirt roads and stopping and blowing something up and then moving on and at one point uh we were doing that really ridiculous thing don't ever do this kids where you light a roman candle and you put it in your hand and you you aim it and one of the idiots shot one of the other idiots in the face with so a roman got, candle so you just got glanced right across her eyebrow yeah right across her eyebrow and nobody was hurt you know it was a little it was a little burn thing but it was just one of those moments where you're just like wow this could be really dangerous give me a beer where are we going next you know in kansas uh bottle rockets are outlawed although you can get them in other states um but in i think it's in italy or so i've heard i think it's italy they have this very famous uh bottle rocket war or the fireworks war you can go onto youtube and do a search for this uh but one year it got so out of hand that buildings caught on fire because there's like they're these two opposing forces, I don't know if they're the Catholics and the and the Protestants or if it's one family or another family, but they just every year they launch this Arsenal massive wave of fireworks yeah, at each the other. The Hatfieldinis and the, <laughs> <laughs> the McCoyans. The McCoyellos. <laughs> McCoyellos. Uh, but they ended up catching you know, part of the town on fire because of this display. So go and look at that. And if you're doing that, stuff this McCoy weekend. The McCoyronis, that's the joke. <laughs> the ah, there it is. I guess the point Damn is it. this weekend, Three, yeah, two, if you are one. out doing stuff, whatever you do, please be safe. I think we'll probably yes, barbecue. Yes, and please don't aim things at my house. Yes, it's that uh, or his awful face. turquoise blue Rodrigo's one Rodrigo's entire head is covered with coarse, brushy hair, and if you light him on fire, <laughs> he will burn to the ground as <laughs> like a Roman candle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's a firework. Come on, show us what you're worth. Rodrigo, the one we were at... Uh, <laughs> when we were at the uh, at Nerdtacular, I know we keep talking about it, but you know it's still relatively relevant to I what we're doing. I went to Nerdtacular. Um, plus, Nerd-tacular. I love rubbing it into Matthew because he didn't go. Um, somebody had I asked. I didn't even buy my friend a T-shirt because I'm a bastard. Somebody asked. Um, <laughs> wait, you got a T-shirt? I think you got two T-shirts. One for you and one for your kid. What are you talking about? Um, two years so- ago does not count, Vin. So we were at the we were on the one of the panels and somebody said, you know, is it okay to be called a nerd? How do you know what what should we do? All this kind of stuff. And basically the guy seemed to be a little oblivious that there may be other nerds around him. I mean not at nerdtacular, but just in his general life or yeah, that, yeah. that term of nerd. Is there is there something called nerddar? Oh yes. It is that, that mystical ability that allows you to recognize other nerds. Is it is it that exactly. apparent though? Is it that easy to rec- recognize nerds? Eh, not but, always. It, it, a, a nerd can see another nerd. It's like like uh, black people can always recognize other black people. Nerds can <laughs> always recognize other nerds. God. <laughs> what? Thank, thank God I took a moment to just uh, yeah, to, wait before I took that drink yeah, of water. Can, yeah, or Rodrigo would be drenched by now. The the deadly aqua nasal. Well, how how do nerds spot other nerds? You is know, it just look for the fattest, smelliest, greasiest guy, and that's a nerd? I think hey, I think hey, hey. I think I think to a certain degree hey. there is that slightly problematic stereotype of you know if that guy is really skinny, right, and wears all black and has a uh, black like, pinky, no, and has like a. Uh, um, Space Marines from Warhammer belt buckle, then that's your guy right <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you obviously look for the telltale subtle signs that, you know, they're wearing a Green Lantern ring or they've got, you know, jeans and like red high tops on or something right, like right, that. Right. It's like, well, yeah, maybe this, this guy is probably into British sci fi. Right. But is it, is it, I mean, I, I uh, told this tale, um, it's a couple of years ago, this guy that lives around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known him kind of for the last 20 years. Uh, we went to, to college together. We've, we know each other, and we keep running into each other with our professional, our, our professional lives. And I had appeared on one of Scott Johnson's podcasts, and I was at the mailbox, and my mailbox is right across from his house. And the next day after being on the podcast, after it was released, he came running across the street. He goes, Stephen, Stephen, was that you that I heard on Scott Johnson's podcast? I'm like, yes. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. I play World of Warcraft, and, and I'm into comic books, too. And it's just like, you don't look like the, the, the typical person mm-hmm. that would that people would couch into that 
category of comic book nerd. Now, looking at Rodrigo, I wouldn't say, now there's a Dungeons and Dragons gamer, comic book guy. Oh, I would. Really? You wouldn't? No, actually, I wouldn't, because until you and Skrull Brian started talking about that stuff, mm-hmm. I just thought you were this this guy that was doing video and film and had got a degree in film. And I think a lot of people who know me in the professional life and in my real world job don't see me as that, as that same way. Well, and there's, there is that in that a a nerd who is currently executing a job is Mm -hmm. more difficult to spot (laughs) because, you know, if you're professional at all, then you're not like, you know, it's like, well, over here we have our studio and over here we have our cameras. If you notice, they are uh, very similar to the Viper. So that that doesn't always happen. <laughs> right. The the important Wait, what I doesn't? what I try to do is every once in a while I will just throw something that's subtle, something that's innocuous, and see if anybody catches on it. Right. And then that's the person that you talk to right, right, for right. the rest of the day right. while, you know, normal people sit there and are bored. And that's kind of how uh, how Skrull Brian and I became friends, because I went into uh, the newsroom when we were in college, and I made some crack from MST3K, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, do you watch that show? And it's like, yeah. And so we had that that common ground to talk on. Now, we've been throwing nerd around and putting in many different stereotypes of nerds mm-hmm. into this. Is nerd a bad word? I don't think it has to be. Yeah, I think I think it's I think one that, of the, Go ahead, sorry. I, I think like anything, it could have a pejorative. I mean, any word can really be offensive. I mean, if something that I keep hearing at work that people are using offensive is princess. Or, you know, drama queen. Everybody keeps and saying Matthew when, is a princess. Oh, you know, Matthew, he's such a drama queen. Shut your whole <laughs> But I think that I think that nerd is one of those words that people are actually trying to take back and you know kind of empower. And I hate to use it in that way because it's really not the same as like a slur on your ethnicity or you know your orientation. Something that you know is really absolutely indefensible. Calling somebody a nerd is certainly not that. And even if I, you know, nerd, we've all done that during the show. And every last one of us is as big a nerd as any. I mean, by volume, theoretically, yeah. we're probably bigger than the majority. I mean, we went you know, to, an, a, to an event called Nerdtacular. That's right. <laughs> it was, it well, was a lot of fun. Thing. And if we were ever to announce us, you know, it, the major spoilers podcast at a combined weight of 955 pounds. So <laughs> it's not as though even we as relatively grown up, you know, socially acceptable functional nerds have bits and pieces of that nerd mystique. I don't think anybody is surprised <laughs> when I say, hey, I sure do like them comic books. But I don't necessarily constantly mention that I sure do like them comic books. Right, 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 right. So I, I think that it's kind of a question of, well, first of all, don't be ashamed of your nerdiness because oh, no. everybody uh-uh. has something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy that you think is, is you know, Mr. Normal Super Jock is probably running a game in, of, uh, you know, Axis and Allies. And well, and that's, the last if you met this, uh, if you met one of our listeners, his name's Bronco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from uh, Canada. Uh, works at a nuclear power plant. I just assumed he was going to beat me up. Is his name Bronco? That's his, that's his uh, handle. handle. Um, but uh, again, I've I've met him several times. Like we call him Rodrigo, and... but his real name is Jose Luis Garcia Lopez Ramone Goldberg. <laughs> Rodrigo, what did you think? Did did Bronco look like your your typical World of Warcraft gamer when he came up to uh, say hello? He 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 didn't, and and I I only say this I, I don't say this not because there's necessarily a, a big stereotype to that which there kind of is, but also because I had plenty to compare him to while right. we were there. Yeah, okay, um, and no, he he certainly didn't. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I I threw. So he words. didn't have a sock full of poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he has got like his biceps have to be like. 42 inches you know right. around and and uh he's a he's a big and he's like guy. nine feet tall yes and he uh carries yeah. an axe and has a big blue ox that walks around with him right um but- you know i throw i throw words around like nerd and geek and spaz and you know i guess for me i've heard those all my life growing up uh, in high school where it was predominantly jocks and motorheads mm-hmm. and uh so uh, it doesn't bother me when i throw that, those yeah. words out 
Oh sure. And well, no, you're so, not. But I know. But it might. But it might bother other people when you say nerd or dork or spaz or or I think drama queen. There's there's a there's a definite movement to get those words back to take the teeth out of those so words and and right and uh matthew was reluctant to say it but it is it is like gay you know gay used to be like it it, it was it was as much of an insult as it wasn't right you know but it has been taken back and and and, and reappropriated to just be a label right 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 um and that's what nerd has become you know nerdy things nerdy girls yeah you know things oh. like that Let's talk nerdy girls for a moment. Okay. Okay. So uh, we were talking on a Wednesday show about DC going around to all of these events and uh, to all these retailer retailer events, telling people what was going on in the show in the uh, in the upcoming DC relaunch. And in one of the uh, pieces, uh, they were talking about who they are marketing towards. And at one of the events, or as it was reported, that DC is targeting men. 18 to 34 as their target demographic. Sounds reasonable. And a lot of people have been very, very angry over that, over that comment Mm -hmm. because you do have a lot of girl readers, Mm -hmm. girl fans of comics. And so by saying, Hey, our target audiences are males between the ages of 18 and 34. Now all these women feel that they're slighted. I mean, I'm outside of that demographic. Mm-hmm. I don't feel slighted because but I guess you still fit that demographic. Oh well, I fit, it, you know, fit part of it, sure. Male. Basically, right. they're just saying you're older than their ideal target. They also, I believe, they said something about a slightly larger. What was it like, eighteen to fifty odd? Well, something that so and that's well. the, and that's the thing. So a lot before another report came out, a lot of people were upset. How dare DC not recognize the female reader or how dare DC not recognize people younger than 18 or older than 34? Mm-hmm. Is this something I mean, uh, listener wrote in Jan says uh, any chance that major spoilers will feature some sort of rebuttal to DC statement that their target audiences is men from the ages of 18 to 34. There's a lot of anger among women comic readers uh, about being so blatantly ignored by DC. If it would be nice if to see that addressed on major spoilers. Here's, here's my rebuttal to it. How dare Barbara Walters not aim the view to me? Well, because the view is not necessarily a show for me. There is a target audience. It right. is okay for a business to have a target audience. Right. Now, does that mean that they don't care about women? No, of course not. Women also have money. Right. But here's the thing, and I agree with you right there. How dare Hollywood Shuffle not target target me? That mm-hmm. movie is not targeted towards me. How dare right. they? I love movies. Really? How could I they, love that movie. How could they not target that towards me? Um, and the Five Heartbeats was hysterical. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, DC and then in another report at another show, somebody else reported that the primary buying target is uh, males between 18 and 34, though the target, the general target market is between 18 and or 13 and 54. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're looking at people who have some disposable income, if you're looking at people who generally read comic books. It is going to be males between 18 and 34, mm-hmm. that, that demographic. Now, that's not to say that there aren't female readers out there. And DC did say, or in this other report, I can't say that DC said it, but it was in somebody else's report that filed it, did say that DC said they do recognize that they do have readers in other demographics. Mm-hmm. And that's right. I mean, I've sat down and watched The View. I've sat down and watched Oprah. Mm-hmm. I've cried with Oprah. I jump for joy. Why with didn't Tom I get Cruise. a car? <laughs> you get a car. You get I, a car. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of of these people's legitimate concern that DC sure. is ignoring them because that's one thing. If you go back and look at the list of comics that feature prominent female leads in this DC relaunch, uh, you've got Gotham Girls, which has uh, or um, Birds of Prey or whatever it is, has a lot of uh, female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Batgirl. Mm-hmm. You see Voodoo. And then you have a smattering of other female characters here and there, Wonder Woman. Right. Then you look at the number of um, uh, comics that are being written or drawn by women mm-hmm. at DC. And that number is even fewer. Right. That's what I would be more upset about. Yeah. Is why isn't DC giving female writers or female artists uh, 
more of a plug. And I mean, that, I mean, that would be more of, a, of an argument as opposed to saying, well, right, right. 90% of our audience is men, therefore we're going to ignore the 10% that are female. That's not what DC is saying. Right. They're saying they're targeting but that group that is in. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Matthew, what are your well, thoughts here's, on this? Here's what I would say. I would say to Jen specifically and to anyone who feels that they are being left out by this, there are two portions it is a two-part answer, so right. please do not stop halfway through and say, but let me ask you this. Part one is this, Jen and anyone who is offended. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw the um, – no, actually, I'm not. Demographics are bullcrap. Demographics are utter nonsense made up by people in advertising to try and explain what advertising or what a particular sales-type fremistat what they're actually aiming for. That does not mean that you, Jen, specifically, or anyone listening, that you are not important to DC Comics. But you are, as with any of us, only as important as what your dollars say. What your dollars say to DC right now are, well, we're going to target these people who give us a lot of money. Secondly, oh, and, I mean, and this is very important. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that's 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 just not comics. That's everybody. Right. That's that's everything. politicians. That's politicians are the same way. Are bull crap. Right. Secondly, there was a time when I lived in Hayes, Kansas, and to quote Kevin Smith, "I'm fat, but I'm not that fat. I'm not there yet." In Hayes, Kansas, it was impossible for me to walk into a store and buy something as simple as a shirt. Because the three extra large shirts that I wore at the time were not in any of the stores. You couldn't go to Walmart. You couldn't go to the clothing store. You literally had to drive an hour and a half to buy a shirt. And there was a time when I was 19 that I was very upset about this. And I felt like I was being excluded. And I felt like, you know, I was somehow being told that I was wrong and bad and horrible. And what it really boiled down to, I had a conversation because one of my jobs was shooting commercials. I shot a commercial for a clothing store. And I had a conversation with a 150,000-year-old man at Bankers in uh, Russell. <laughs> great, great guy. If you ever talk to him, Rodrigo, great man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still alive. He was entertaining as hell. But he, you know, he told me, he was like, you know, people have said that to me, and I got to tell you, that's, that's bull crap. It's not that I don't want to service you. It's, it's just, it's not, in, it's, it's not in my interest right now. I can't make a profit on putting that stuff in the store. So... The trick was for me to make more fat friends, and thus, Stephen and Rodrigo, <laughs> Hooray! the trick of, if you feel you're being ignored by DC, and that's where you vote with your dollars. That's where you support the books that you like. You support a book that maybe has a female cast, or maybe has a female creator, even more importantly, and you don't support something that you don't like just based on the implication that, well, I'll have a complete run. You know, I don't know that it's a question of blatantly ignored because I think that DC loves Jen specifically as much as they love any of us, which is to say $2.99 at a time until the end of our credit rating. But I don't think that it's a malicious kind of ignorance. I really Mm -hmm. think that it's kind of a, you know, a New World Order kind of ignorance where they're stating big, broad, glittering generalities and trying to explain this is what I want to achieve with this platonic ideal of my brand new comics company. And six months from now, you know, we, we may come back to a point where they're like, you remember what we said about 18 to 34 year old men? We're sorry, ladies, well, please come back. You know, the, the other thing too is they could have done it another way. They could have said, Hey, we're going to start tra- targeting women as well. And we're going to come out with this great series called girl comics. Right. And look at what a big disaster Four that was girls, for Marvel. By girls. And it's, it's all about girls and, and periods right, and right. stuff. I think I think a good example of this now that you've uh, brought Marvel into the mix is that um, Spider-Man Man Loves Mary Jane was a good series. Yeah, sure. Um, is why did Disney? Why did Disney acquire Marvel? All the characters and all the properties, right? So they could sell crap to boys, right? Well, which, in fact, if you look, uh, the Disney Channel was rebranded to Disney XD. So they could primarily target boys mm-hmm. because Disney has primarily been a girl target audience. Yep. So you think they intentionally did that to make it look like a smiley face in texty? 
No, I think I think that was a I think that was a a a happy coincidence. Yes. Um, you know that's pretty awesome. Though that sort of things is like you know history continues to move along and things change. So it's like today XD is is a smiley thing and they didn't mean for it, but you know nobody uh um, abbreviates Dr Pepper nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, I sure uh, could go for a no, ice cold no, 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 we're not going to get into that. That well, was no, just like that. The XD like was for Disney extreme colon pee Because you can always Disney. use a little more colon P. Yep. <laughs> so, no, Jen, colon and I'm sorry, pee. if I said Jen earlier, I'm sorry, but um, uh, Jen, I don't think that they're intentionally doing it to, to make girl readers angry or, or female readers right. angry. And I agree with Matthew. If you like something, buy it. If you don't like something, don't yeah. buy it. But what I would what I would say is don't abandon something that you like or love simply because of a comment right. made at yeah. a retailer retailer show. If if they say at this convention, well, we don't think girls are going to buy their comics anyway, stinky stinky girls. It seems to me that the the best way to prove them right is to angrily not buy their comics. Right. I mean, if somebody if somebody says something that, and I believe it was unintentionally. What we would in, in in the parlance call a dick move, call them on it. You know, be yeah, yeah. active in the fandom. Be be vocal about what you do and don't like. Be vocal about the fact that you're a woman who reads comics, and let them know. Hey, I read your comics. I used to read more. Yeah, you know what's really interesting is if someone were to come up to me and say, Stephen, who's your primary readership, or who's the primary listenership of Major Spoilers, the Major Spoilers podcast, and the Major Spoilers experience? I would say mostly male mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's my primary audience. That's who we target. Okay. And yet every time we open up the phone lines, every time we solicit information from people, who do we get? Australia, Australia, England, Hello. Canada, Mexico, Dan we, Hunter from New Zealand. I we, don't know why I'm Australian when I say that, but it's all right. Oh, occasionally, if you've listened to those live call-in shows, occasionally, We've had a U.S. listener. Yep. You know, it's... Who doesn't it, work for us. Yes, who doesn't. Usually, <laughs> usually Larry King. Who does work for us at the Bean Factory. Um, so, you know, it's it's it surprises Guarding me to find beans. out where, where people are coming from. And I'm not trying to yeah. disregard or yeah. push away Dan in New Zealand or Sam in Mexico or uh, Cat Hunter. Uh, is it Cat Hunter? Cat, uh, whatever is it? Russell T. Cat, Russ Cat up in Canada. Cat Toronto. You know, Ontario, we're, Canada. We're not trying to. We're not trying to push those people away. They just happen to be in that second group of of demogra- of our demographic of who who we target. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's really weird is if you ask me what the age that we're trying to target, I would say it's between the ages of eight, uh, actually eighteen to thirty five. I can't right. say under eighteen because sometimes we have some adult content on the site, mm-hmm. and sometimes Matthew lets the f bomb slip. Right. Um, hey. I've been trying not to let the F-bomb slip you. But, you know, I am constantly amazed, and I'm, not well, I shouldn't say shocked or amazed, but I appreciate it when we, when our female listenership, our readership, pops up and engages mm-hmm. in the community. And I think that's really important, too. Become even more engaged in the community. Comment yep. more on the comment yep. section. Become a member of the forums. Yep. Send us more great emails like this, Jen. I'm glad that you because sent this email in. we firmly believe that there are no women on the internet. Yeah, they're all Matthew in disguise. Hello, my name is actually Jennifer. Hello. So, Jen, you may not be within the direct buying target audience that DC is going for, but you are in their audience, and they do appreciate everybody. There are secondary demographics. It. Yeah, and we appreciate they will everybody not, who's in They will not refuse your money. No, they won't. No, yeah. no, they won't. And the, what better way to tick somebody off than to keep showing up and going, I'm still here! <laughs> you know what I, I I don't know what did you guys think of that girl comics thing that Marvel did I I only read it, one issue and, and it was pretty awful I know you reviewed it on the show mm-hmm. yeah it was wonderfully drawn and there were parts of it that I thought were brilliant conceptually I, I've always said this conceptually speaking it was the equivalent of separate but equal and you know, it, 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 it was it was a Jim Crow restroom in in 2009, and that isn't gonna fly. If you want well, to tell me that you're dedicated to female characters and female creators, 
put a freaking female character or a female character on a creator on Spider-Man. Put a female artist on Fantastic Four. And don't tell me that they're not out there because they are. And if you think that a Nicola Scott drawing Spider-Man would not kick immense amounts of ass, oh, it wrong, would. sir, wrong. It would. Now, listen, I mean, I, I shouldn't just point at Marvel and say, ah, look how you guys failed. Hmm. Because DC did no, the same we'll thing. Point at Marvel. DC launched that manga line or manga line of comics targeted towards girls. And I think it was like six months later, eight months later, they closed it down and they said, it's not selling enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they can give all sorts of reasons why they had to cancel it. But if you look at pure numbers, mm-hmm. 100,000, let's say 100,000 is a benchmark because it's easy to do, do the math. Let's say 10% of those comic book readers are female. Maybe mm-hmm. larger, maybe smaller. I don't know. Let's say 20%. Let's say a quarter of the people uh, who buy comic books are, are female readers. Mm-hmm. It's not half. I can tell you that. Right. Okay, but let's it's say probably 25- not a quarter. What but do you let's think do a quarter. Let's 20%. do a quarter. So 25,000, 25,000, or 20,000 if you want to do one out of five, 25,000 people are going to maybe buy that book, but maybe it's not really written toward to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's got a weird storyline, or maybe it just doesn't No, it just doesn't, doesn't, hit, it just doesn't, doesn't appeal, appeal to girls. doesn't appeal know? to girls, even women, though they're targeting it. It's okay. Men and women like different things. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, let's say, so Wait, let's say that only as though men are from one planet and women are from <laughs> so a let's different say that planet of those 25,000 readers, only a fifth of those buy the book. Well, that's only 5,000 people that are buying the book. Mm-hmm. That's not enough a to fifth sustain. Of 20,000 is 4,000 people. No, no, 25,000. Fifth of 25,000. Oh, whatever. Uh, that's 5,000 people buying the book. That's not enough to sustain a title over a long period of time. So you're right, Matthew. I agree with Tell you. Tell that to image. Let's get a Nicholas Scott. Let's mm-hmm. get, uh, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Amanda Connor on these books mm-hmm. and put, put her on Batman. Put both, See, put, put them on Batman. The, put them on Captain America. All of America. the creators who were involved in girl comics. I mean, some of them are my favorite creators. I think Colleen Doran was in that. And I just love Colleen Doran. She she can draw me whatever she wants, whenever she wants. And looking at the overall concept and the thought processes and the writing and the art of the book, I wanted to love it. But what it really broke down to was it was kind of like they were showing me how much that they, they you know, loved women by taking these things and going, here's a big celebration of women. Oh, wait, it, that's done. Okay, let's go back to the Avengers. You know, There's two girls was- in there, I think. It was kind of that thing of why, you know, in retrospect, you look at someone like Black Lightning, mm-hmm. and it's like, it, it's so over the top, you know? It's like, look, look, here's a, a smart black guy who does all kinds of cool things, and he's super great at everything, and don't you love us now because this character is here? It's like, well, you know, tone it down, make him an actual character, and then, right, you know, right, we'll right. be into it. And I think that's why the current Blue Beetle works so well. It wasn't mm-hmm. that, hey, look, he's Hispanic. Yep. It's, he's a good hero. Right. who and is a good person who just happens to be his Right, right. They didn't change his and name uh, to El Beatolo Asulo. <laughs> well, and same way with Ryan Choi. I mean, they didn't really play up the fact that he was Asian mm-hmm. until they killed him off, and then everybody made a big deal of it. Right. Um, but, Actually, you know, they kind of did. Did they make he a big had, deal of him being a, Asian? A gr- yeah, he had a girlfriend in, in Asia. But that's okay. And had, like entire issues with like monsters, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, the DC had an entire issue of Blue Beetle that was in Spanish. You know, Stephen. Yes, man, uh, Rodrigo. I wrote an article about minority superheroes a while back. You on did the side. up yes, on Majorspoilers.com. Maybe people can find it if what they was went it called? Under columns. It was called the Minority Superheroes. Yes, it was an editorial. Wow. You can probably find it either by going to the uh, columns and editorials yeah, that's or by it. going to the about page and clicking on me and then clicking on my articles. Yes. That might actually you be faster because I, I actually don't put that many articles up on the site. Page. Yes. There are Look lots of ways to find especially it. Especially if it says Read my uh, stuff. Oh, sorry. Yes. Love me. <laughs> but um Damn a lot of a lot of the stuff I talked about on Baxter Bark twice here in Milwaukee applies to women too. And there was there's something and I forget I, I it's I've totally spaced out, but it's basically this this guideline that that has been around for a while that is like is it a valid work of fiction involving a woman? One of the guidelines is are there two women 
in a scene by themselves or more talking and they and men never come up and i forgot I, i've forgotten what it's actually called but um that's that's important it's you know because women there's more to women than just a relationship with men women are complete people just right. like minorities you know ethnic minorities and, and sexual minorities are also complete people that do other things right you know one of my big sticking points on my uh, minority superheroes was does that character does that minority character hang out with other people of their ethnicity you know right. because are they just captain america's black sidekick and they only hang out with captain america mm-hmm. do you only ever see them with mm-hmm. captain america mm-hmm. then he's not quite valid he's not quite there you need to take that step of you know what do they do when they go home of course then you also run the risk of having them come home and be like oh mija arroz con frijoles for you <laughs> it's like mom we're supposed to be asian oh so sorry <laughs> Then no frijoles in your rice. I'm you know, sorry. I'll replace them with dumplings. You know the that's kind of interesting because going back to top ten, uh, one of the characters is a telepath who can read minds, mm-hmm. and he's Russian. Mm-hmm. But they did not slather on mm-hmm. the Russian stereotypical speaking uh, language. Right. Which I thought was rather they interesting. Had, they had a little bit of a dialect to it, but not like... Just you, very, very well, minor. In Soviet Russia, mind reads you! <laughs> the uh, Actually, Rodrigo, the uh, Minority Superheroes is an article that you wrote in June of 2010 hmm. that people can find fairly easily it's over like at uh, Majorspoilers.com. That's right, and just, just look for Storm's boobies. Yep. Yes. yes. And you've done, you've done like four articles since then. Yeah, now, and that's why I said, you know, it it was partly shameless self-promotion, but also because going through my stuff, it will be easier to find because I don't put stuff on the site that often. Right. All right. Um, since we're talking about all this, Matthew, I mean, we've got relaunch coming up. We've we've got yep. this event coming up. We've got that event coming up. Uh, we haven't seen. I mean, we are, we're getting bits and pieces. We've seen the solicitations. We've seen the covers. We know the creative teams. We know what DC is telling retailers. I mean, we're but we're getting that secondhand and thirdhand by the time it filters through everyone on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. But people are already saying, "Well, this is a cock up. This is something that we've seen before. This is a big waste of time. Mm-hmm. This is just the big wheel spinning around and around again. I didn't like it when it was zero hour. I didn't like it when it was uh, countdown to infinite crisis. I didn't like it when it was yep. called flashpoint. It's all been done again and I'm getting off yep. this crazy train. I didn't like it when it was man thing and Howard the duck and those two little mutants flying around dreamland. Well, that might have been a different story, actually. <laughs> that was actually really pretty good. Actually. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> and I am a proponent of nerd rage. I am a proponent of screaming to the skies and saying, Why, Paul Levitz? Why do you hate Matter Eater Lad with your big rubbery head and your porn star mustache? He's so cool. But it is, as we speak, the last, well, actually, the first weekend of July. Yes, it is. It was very nearly the end of June. And this these books are coming out in September, and literally what we have to go on are like 52 images and some vague stuff that guys have said and a few, you know, a few paragraphs of, of things. And people are already saying, we've seen this before, this is terrible, this is going to fail. In six months from now, it's all going to be a terrible failure. This is what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy, folks. If everybody says, oh, it's all going to fail, of course it's going to fail. This is the one of the few times in my memory that it seems like the company is actually doing what you need to do when you do a revamp to actually relaunch, forgive me, everything, to rework what works, rework what doesn't work, put it all together and do something from scratch. And we are already dumping on it. There are already page after page of internet hatred saying, we've seen this all before. We haven't seen it yet. We don't know whether we've seen this all before yet. So Right, right. And you know, the interesting thing, though, Matthew, is I was open-minded going into Cars 2 when, when the boy and I went to go see it. And after the movie was over, I was like, man, that was almost the exact same storyline. Not exact, but it was very close to A Man Called Flintstone. 
but I still enjoyed it. I didn't detract from my experience of enjoying that movie. You know, so maybe we do need to just wait. I, I think we absolutely do. And I think that there's a real problem. Um, I work at a comic store, Gatekeeper Hobbies, Huntoon and Gage, Topeka. Ask us about our Justice League Volume 2. And my boss is actually one of several co-owners of the store. And one of them is a dear friend and former co-worker of mine named Dusty, who shall remain nameless, called Dusty. I love Dusty to death. Dusty is a, he's a fine human being. He got hit by a car last week, got up, walked away. He's fine. Dusty <laughs> is the guy who says, yeah, sure. I'm sure this will be great. I loved it the first time when it was called. <laughs> Dusty is the guy who says, it's not the Avengers without Captain America, Thor and Iron Man. And I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Dusty is the guy who is negative about everything because it, well, it's fun. And he has really good reasons to be negative about everything. But what it really does is it lessens your enjoyment of things that Dusty says, yeah, I liked it the first time it was called Giant Size Man Thing. You just, you, you kind of want to tell him to cut it out. And I feel like we're undermining. Well, first of all, we're feeding into that stereotype that we're all, you know, the comic book guy, Lewis Lane, living in the Android's dungeon and worst episode evering everything. But also, it really is detrimental to our hobby to keep pointing out the flaws. Guys don't go to Shakespeare in the round and, you know, hey, hey, look at that. That's a real woman. Shakespeare would have never done that. This is totally jumping the shark. It doesn't. It, they, they don't do that. We as nerds are so derisive of our own stuff. As if to somehow, you know, defuse any negative things or any childish implications that other people might throw at us. I feel like we're really doing ourselves a disservice in the long run in that nobody knows. Not even Jim Lee knows what the final product is going to be come September. It may be 50 pounds of crap in a 40-pound bag. And if it is, we at Major Spoilers will be there. <laughs> but it could be be showcase number four it could be crisis on infinite earth number eight it I could wish. be green lantern green arrow number 70 it I could be wish. all of these things and more it could be giant I size wish. x-men number one i wish matthew that there was such a thing as fanzines back when showcase number four came out mm-hmm. but you know the thing is that there was nothing that there was nothing that said you know dc didn't go to a comic-con right and say hey we're getting ready to relaunch the flash but it's not the flash that you've known all these years it's a brand new flash they didn't do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. they just showed up on the stands one day as showcase number four i it would be mm-hmm. so fascinating to have a discussion with somebody who was around back then who has a very sharp memory about those events back then, Mm -hmm. and could tell us what the reaction was to that. Now, yes, we could go into the letters columns, but, you know, that doesn't, that, again, the letters columns in in the comic books are edited. It's not like they're going to put a hundred negative comments in the letters page. Right. They're going to pick the best. Here's here's what I think that that was like. Here's, Here's, like, Timmy... He's, you know, not not very how old, old. How old is Timmy? Timmy's probably like 10 is at Timmy, most. Is Timmy in the a male or a female? Male. Eight, is he in the is he in the target market eight, of comic book readers at that time? He was at that time, yes. Okay. All right, excellent. So so Timmy comes in and goes up to his older brother and he's like <laughs> Hey Tommy, I thought that I thought that the Flash had like um a tin can on his head and some wings and there were like his shirt was different so how come this guy is wearing like a red scuba suit and tommy looks down and says yeah i found uncle edwin's porno stash so i don't care about that crap anymore dude (laughs) (laughs) to me and tommy and uncle edwin yep Oh, there yeah. you go, Tom Perkins. Uh, Do they ever talk to people of their own of their own ethnic origin? <laughs> yes, they do. Jimmy, exclusively. Jimmy and Tommy. Exclusively. In fact, if somebody not of their ethnic Jimmy origin and- comes in, Uncle Edwin comes in and just grabs them and you know takes them away as quickly as possible. Jimmy and Tommy Johnson is their name, right? Yep. 
Yeah. No, no, their last name is Jimenez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, because what are we going to eat funny. tonight, Tommy? It's like, oh, I think Uncle Edwin is making some arroz con pollo. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, as Matthew says, let's take a deep breath. <laughs> let's wait and see. And, uh, and let's, let's, let's wait till September because and it's only going to get know better what? in September. If, if it is hateful and evil and awful and everything sucks, come September, we can all lead the people with the pitchforks and the torches to Dandadio, Dandadio's house. And we can say, give us back our Wally West and Kyle Rayner. We want the infinite crisis back. And then we'll all come to our senses and go, never mind, do whatever the hell you were going to do. Because you know, here's the thing. Let's say they bring in, you know, because they're trying to bring back readers into the fold, people mm-hmm. that have lapsed. What happens if they bring in 300,000 people to buy that JLA number one? Mm-hmm. 300,000 people well, in we're the direct market. Sell out by jla number one okay now what happens if half the people read jla number one and say nope not for me make mine marvel and then the other half of the people say hey i really like this i'm going to continue to buy it week after week yep that's 150,000 people buying comic books you don't see comics right now barely are breaking that hundred thousand mark mm-hmm. so half the yep. people's you know Half the people are going to hate it. Half the people are going to love it. It, you know, you can't yeah. please everybody. And half the people who hate it are still going to keep buying it. <laughs> yes, that's one of the. Uh, that's one we, of the most frustrating things. Yes, that's one of the most frustrating things it's, at major it's, spoilers. It's what's is, gotten us where we are. Right. I, that I is why there, things are terrible now. I is because there, people keep freaking buying things they don't want to read. I sit there at major spoilers and I'm like, okay, I think this is going to be a great article. Matthew's going to write this top ten Smallville stories. Uh, <laughs> top. 10 Smallville episodes. No, no, no. Based on or from the perspective of someone who has never watched an episode of Smallville. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be just funny. It's humor. It is poking fun at something. It's what Mad Magazine would do. Or probably more cracked, I think, would mm. probably do something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, go for it. And what happened? Half the people hated it. Sure. Yep. And then sure. there were people that were like, "Hey, I really like this." Mm-hmm. You know, you can never ask. You can I, I never. Don't think there were any of those? You can never predict. No, there, there were some. Of there those. were some. Uh, you can never predict what uh, people are going to like or dislike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: the people that hate are going to be more vocal than the people that like. Mm-hmm. That's always Absolutely. the case with everything. And, okay. And I know that this is problematic because you know we review comics, and I use the words. Loosely for a living. Air yeah. quotes. Yeah. But now, is that a, is that a new, my opinion a new whammy so bar? A new whammy bar that I, that I put into the air guitar. The uh, my opinion of something should not decide whether or not you buy it. Certainly, it can inform you, right? But it shouldn't decide for you. And most importantly, I think that you know there's something that we have to take into account here. People have been saying. For years. You know, I want to say Who? probably since Who's zero hour. Since zero hour. Since, you know, the direct market went entirely diamond. Since, you know, the mid-90s and all of the major changes and the last big crash of the comics industry. People have been saying, we've got to do something different. They've got to make a change. They've got to do something to change this. And now DC is not only saying, well, we're going to try and change this and this and this, and we're going to try to address this and this and this. They're doing it all at once. They're doing it sweeping, and they're going, we're going to try and address every damn thing you've been yelling at us for for the last 15 years. And the response from the Internet is, no, don't cancel my booster gold. Yep. Okay. You know, everybody's really been out of shape over over the fate of booster gold, and yet booster gold I don't even think is in the top 20 books in the direct yeah. market no nope. i, I love booster gold has loud fans which is yeah i've Same been, I've been reading Look what happened to him. since adventure comics in the 70s you know and uh, well, something like that and i'll tell you right now i'm not worried that the jsa is going to go by the wayside for a while they'll be back nobody in I mean, comics stays gone forever isn't, I mean, isn't, these guys uh, were literally killed and transformed into gods and sent into a pocket dimension to never return and you know what they did they returned. Isn't isn't uh, Booster Gold in Justice League 
international. international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so, leading yeah. Justice League International. Good for him. Well, but see, the specter of Batman is right there over his right shoulder telling him what to do. I mean, That's Dick it's really Grayson. Batman. He's not really Batman. It's, no, 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 no. It's Nightwing. It's Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's all been done before. Nope. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you know what today is? What today is? Well, actually, it's, it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. but this is the fifth birthday of <gasps> Major Spoilers. No way. Major Spoilers has been here for five years. Five years of entertaining you, informing you, frustrating you, angering you, making you laugh, making you cry, making you run away in terror. Appropriately touching you. Show us on the doll where Major Spoilers touched you. <laughs> he touched me right there. Make the big man stop. Stealing your milk money. I, kissing your girl. I am, I am so, 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 so happy that Major Spoilers has made so, it for so. our five years. Mm-hmm. And last year, I was pretty down about a lot of things, but even though I've had a lot of other stressors this year, Major Spoilers has just grown and grown and grown. In fact, I'm happy to report that June 2011 has been our best month of all time. Nice. Now, what's Didn't funny about that, that? Yes. What's funny about that is at the end of May, I sent everybody, all the major spoilers crew, everybody who writes for us, everybody who helps us out. I sent an email to them saying, hey, guess what, everybody? May has been our best month ever. And the month before that, I said, hey, everybody, guess what? April has been our best month ever. This last half of 2011, I think is going to be awesome. Yep. I hope. And that's all again due in large part to you, the listener, you, the viewer faithful of Major Spoilerites. Spoilers, the faithful spoilerites, the critical hitters, the critters, mm-hmm. everybody who's listening critical to the morning stream or coming in from other places. I mean, the Major Ooh, Spoilers experience, the Major Spoilers experience call them the wouldn't, be, wouldn't be what it is <laughs> if it wasn't for you. And I, I just, I cannot stress enough how much we appreciate people who provide a positive impact, who provide some kind of positive reinforcement, people who come in and enjoy the experience, who get what we're trying to do. Who click on our ads. Who click on our ads, who (laughs) click on recurring donations, who buy our stuff. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that, because (gasps) that's coming later. (gasps) Sorry. Ixnay on the upstay, I baying a. Yes, there's some very cool stuff. And, And I'm just, I'm really, really thankful. Even the people that anger me or people who think that they anger me, you know what? It's all good. Clicks is clicks. People so you're is people. Saying I don't anger friends you? is friends. No, people's is, people's is people's. People's is people's. Uh, no, Matthew, you've never angered me. You frustrated me at times. Rodrigo has frustrated <laughs> me at times. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've done the same thing to you guys. Oh yes. <laughs> it's Soviet Russia. I can't, Russia. I can't wait until tomorrow. <laughs> I cannot wait till tomorrow when we sit down for another recording session of Critical Hit, and I see the steam coming out of Rodrigo's ears mm-hmm. to the point where I could probably light you a firework off that, of his forehead. His, his blood pressure is getting a little bit high. Is all I'm saying. Yep. So uh, some big announcements. And I times. certainly need. I want you to get all the pillows out of the room. Before uh, you do if show. you have been a regular follower, we're going to hit, oh, I guess I should say some other big news. So June is our biggest month ever. I'm hoping that at the end of July, I can send another email out to everybody that says, hey, guess what, everybody? July has been our best month ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I really hope that July is our <laughs> best month ever because um, we do have some very cool things that are coming down the line. Um, we will hit over 7 million visitors this year. Wow. Now, do the math. We've been around for five years. Uh-huh. In our first year, I think we had less than 100,000 people visit us in our first year. Mm-hmm. There was a period in our what, second year. There was a period during our second year where Major Spoilers wasn't even around. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you do that parabolic curve, dark growing. Things are growing. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I want to do even more things next year. And we do have a lot of things planned. More prizes. More things. More... I, I can't tell you everything. Hopefully some appearances. More Rodrigo. Said, uh... More Matthew. More Zeisberg. Hooray. <laughs> Hopefully more what? <laughs> Less Rob. <laughs> Hopefully more what, Rodrigo? More appearances. Oh, my good we'll try friend. To make it oh, so, yes. We're going to try know, to make it to more conventions, yes. At least in KC and, and definitely going to try to make Nortacular again next year. Oh, yeah. See I think we we'll can get Matthew out there. Nortacular, yes. You must come. I wonder if there's KC, a train that, that goes directly to. the same room together. 
Say what now? A I wonder train? if we can if there's a train that goes directly to Salt Lake City. The Are we Sefer? really trying to get away? Yeah, the Sefer. We're trying to get around buying two seats on Southwest Airlines. You said you train. don't fly. You say you don't fly. So. And we're all out of buttermilk. <laughs> Seriously, we make that joke every show. <laughs> and it never gets old. Ah. It is the only thing I know about the AT. Well, Matthew, Rodrigo, all of the writers, everybody who's a part of the Major Spoilers Experience, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping us alive for five years. Rodrigo knows there have been times where I'm like, I'm just turning off the off switch. Yep. Tonight I'm turning off the off switch. That is it. And Rodrigo has to talk me down off the ledge. Of course, I live on the first first floor. So yeah, there are there are no around here. The tallest buildings are grain elevators, and they won't let us in. There. Yeah, exactly. So he has to talk me off the ledge of my first floor yeah. house. <laughs> off the stoop. There's actually stoop. a twelve story building downtown that has a really great cafeteria on the first. It's floor. actually only a five story building. Um, but for those of you who have listened to major spoilers and have been around Major Spoilers long enough, all these five years, you know that for our birthday, we don't just like to receive, but we like to give back. Mm -hmm. So, coming up next, coming up next, you've got got Critical Hit. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Critical Hit coming up later today. (laughs) If you haven't listened to Critical Hit, and I find it odd that there would be somebody in our Major Spoilers listenership that is not also Mm -hmm. listening to Critical Hit, but you've got a Critical Hit coming out today. While we are recording more Critical Hit episodes tomorrow, we will have another episode for you. (gasps) Another Major Spoilers episode, (gasps) not Critical Hit. And then on Monday, we will have, 4th of July, we will have yet another Major Spoilers podcast for you. Then on Tuesday, we are recording another podcast, okay, our regular podcast. Then on Wednesday, you might end up, you'll get the podcast late Wednesday. You might actually get two Major Spoilers podcasts on Wednesday. Wow. Or maybe just one. Maybe Tuesday will be the off day. Then you will have another podcast on Thursday, and another one on Friday, and another one on Saturday. Along with Critical Hit. Along with Critical Hit next Saturday. So that'll be we're back to the regular Critical Hit Saturday release for everybody who's who's concerned about that. So we're giving you a lot of podcasts in this upcoming week. Why? Because we love you and we love comics and we love pop culture and we love everything that we do here at Major Spoilers. It's so energizing. This time of year always gets me so excited. Mm -hmm. This is my rejuvenation period. And then in December, I'll be my, oh, I want to kill myself. Man. It, is, it is when Steven dips himself back into the Lazarus pit. <laughs> and comes out all crazy. In fact, here's our crazy theme, with the exception of the regular Wednesday show and the, and the Saturday show. Here's our theme. Top five. Top five. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out what those top fives are. But until then, please uh, make sure you visit the Major Spoilers website. Become part of the Major Spoilers experience. Follow us on Twitter. You can catch us as at Major Spoilers, at Fearsome Critter, and at Mighty King Cobra. Uh, You can find all of the other uh, writers for for Major Spoilers over there as well. And until tomorrow, when we unveil our first top five, here's hoping all of your podcasts are good ones. Because we know that you love comics and we do too. And there you go. Show us on the doll where we loved your comics. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody. Happy birthday to us. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. If I was hulking green or gray I could just bust through that brick wall Take their comic books away But then the little meat would deal With all the tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on Guess I need to rethink this plan I 
How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya What a major spoiler What a major spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler What a major spoiler It's like a man of iron Might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine Be in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah Major Spoilers is copyright 2011.